In a time where parents have the weight of a thousand decisions on their shoulders and every step is like walking in quicksand, adventure's probably not in your focus. However, research shows families who adventure are more resilient and have significantly healthier minds and bodies. The purpose of this podcast is to help families connect through simple and authentic adventure experiences. Welcome to Ordinary Sherpa, your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. I hope you've enjoyed the last couple of weeks just getting to know the family behind Ordinary Sherpa and my kids' perspectives. I don't know that there was any like aha moments in any of them, but I did appreciate hearing their perspective and I hope you did too. We are just an ordinary family. The kids still have opinions and are learning all different kinds of things. So I hope you enjoyed that. We obviously recorded those prior to leaving. So if you didn't figure that out, because I recorded those two weeks prior to leaving, we've now been on the road for two weeks. And I'm going to take this episode just to give you a glimpse of our first dose, so to speak, of our Gap Year Diaries. These are available if you subscribe to our email list. You can get a weekly email just giving you some sense of what's happening on our Gap Year. I'm not going to be super public about this. This is not going to be necessarily in a blog or in podcasts going forward. This is just if you would like to get that information and want to know and follow along on our adventure, you obviously can see it and it'll permeate different forms of content, but I'll be more behind the scenes and real life version. And you'll see that in this episode here. I'm going to share what I shared in our week one gap year diaries. And again, these are meant to be just like behind the scenes as to what life is like on the road. And I will say so far, so good. There is something oddly satisfying and peaceful about bringing a family of five to the laundromat. Words I never imagined coming out of my mouth. It's day five of the gap year, and thus far, life on the road is as expected. We began the adventure in perfect form, parked in a friend's driveway with kids and family close by. We had sleepovers, grandma spoiled the kids with treats, and we took several adventures outside, enjoying the abundance of snow. In many ways, it felt like a good, typical weekend visit on the other side of the state with our friends and family. As my great aunt once taught me, after two nights, fish and company smell the same. So by Saturday afternoon, it was time to move on and officially leave our home state of Wisconsin. Duluth, Minnesota, we had visited several times in the summer, but never in the winter. Winter camping was a new experience and aligned well with the intention of adventure we embarked on. We sought campsites with electricity hookups, making life a little bit easier. Jay Cook State Park was the perfect home. Again, the mounds of snow had our hearts fluttering. It was like real winter here, not just overcast cold that we'd been experiencing back home. We parked, grabbed supper, and asked the kids if they wanted to chill or get a good few ski runs in at the local Indy Pass resort. Skiing, they exclaimed. So a 20-minute drive later and we were at Spirit Mountain with only 90 minutes of nighttime skiing to spare but it was the perfect dose to get our ski legs on and our first attempt at drying ski clothing in 240 square feet. Sunday morning, I asked my husband if he wanted to take a walk with me. He obliged and we went with the dog. The kids were more interested though in staying back at the campsite and playing in the snow. We wanted to check out the swinging bridge sign that we saw when we were checking in. It's hard to describe the serenity and pristine snow along the crisp river adorned with an old stone tower bridge. After a short hike, we made our way back to the campsite, not sure we wanted to leave the kids for too long. 
Good thing we threw in two saucer sleds in the RV undercarriage storage as we had the place to ourselves. As we approached the campsite, the kids were sledding down an excellent ski hill, which doubled as the driveway. But with no one around, we could really enjoy all of this park's features. The smiles and laughter were genuine. We were excited to move north with our sights on skiing Lutzen, another Indy Pass resort and the only gondola in the Midwest. The boys had been to the northern shores of Minnesota along Lake Superior on their way to the Boundary Waters to fish each summer. This was a bit more plush camping, being in the RV than roughing it in the Boundary Waters, and this time we had the entire family in tow. Along our route, we experienced another adventure that's been unchecked on our winter adventure list for the past few years, to see and experience frozen waterfalls. Thanks to Gooseberry Falls State Park, we now have one more adventure crossed off the list. Gooseberry Falls State Park had several viewpoints and trails to explore, and the added benefit of a nature center, flush toilets, and running water. These are all newfound luxuries in our world. While the sights were exquisite, if you ask my kids what they remember about Gooseberry Falls, I doubt it will have anything to do with the majestic frozen waterfalls, the master craft of the Civilian Conservation Corps Bridge, or the simple pleasures of running water. Nope. They will likely share how the trail steps were all frozen over, and you could grab the railing and slide down on your feet. It was a new adventure discovered kind of by accident by my 12-year-old. Risky and dangerous just adds to the adventure, you know. We arrived on the shores of Lake Superior in Grand Marier, nestled between lighthouses and frozen water coating the shoreline. The city marina and campground would be home for the next three nights. With the chill of Superior engulfing the air, I was ready for a delicious but healthy splurge. Angry Trout Cafe met the calling. By the way, wild rice in Minnesota is a local flavor worth exploring. Monday and Tuesday were spent skiing Lutzen. Another intention of this gap year was to experience skiing on Tuesdays. Among the retirees and rare families, we enjoyed all four mountains of Lutzen. Finally, a Midwest ski resort that gave my 12-year-old alpine skier a challenge. Taking the gondola over to Moose Mountain kept us busy with plentiful blue runs. The kind with enough face to make your legs burn and requiring you to pause at the top. However, nothing beats the smell of tailgating in the parking lot. The perfect apri ski to my favorite Midwestern experience. Lutzen would be the seventh ski hill on our Indy Pass tour that is defining the first 30 days of this gap year, and likely the last one in the Midwest as we cross over to the Rockies region. After two days of skiing, the sight and chuckle might come from figuring out how to dry out five people's ski gear. Jackets, snow pants, helmets, socks, mittens, and boots. In 240 square feet of space, we had three boot dryers, a drying rack nestled between the driver and passenger seat, a DIY glove dryer over the bathroom furnace vent, and a plethora of jackets, neck gaiters, and snow pants sprawled out or hanging from any available cupboard knob or hook. On night two, there was a report of five inches of snow, which meant we should pull the bump out in, making our living space even smaller. This was the first trigger or the sense of claustrophobia that I experienced. We dried out the skis in the shower so that they didn't rust before packing them back up in the ski rack on top of the van we were towing with a tow dolly. The dehumidifier worked nonstop to keep the potential of mold at bay. Our first dash of winter camping and chasing snow and we were just adding to the experience. Which brings me to today. The glamorous life of RV travel with new snow still falling, we figured some time out of the RV would be helpful. The pressing need is to find LP to fill our propane tanks so that we have a furnace and hot water heater, and also fresh water. For now, showers are limited to wipes and dry shampoo as a temporary solution. Rustic camping lessons at their best. 
The laundromat has become our makeshift gym. Actually, today I was impressed that the kids pulled out their homeschool work and sat down and began working. The kids have brought an entire bin of activities, but it's the space to run around and throw the hacky sack that reset us all. This hour will not only clean our clothes, but give us a change of scenery. You can learn so much about the soul of a city in the standard places like laundromats, listening to the water spray, the tumble of the dryer, and chatter of two older gentlemen who recently entered. The bulletin board of local offers. It's just fascinating. Outside, the snow continues to fall. Seeing my kids have their stuff sprawled out on the big table for folding clothes on this random Wednesday in Grand Marais, it's enough to make me smile. My gap year intention was to slow down and embrace the ordinary. And today, that was a success. I have five key takeaways from this episode and the first week on our gap year. Number one, in five days, we spent over 20 hours outside, 60 for the total month of January. Number two, the cost of eating out could be the equivalent to three days of travel. Teaching us to balance sanity with pleasure will be a continuous life lesson. Number three, everyday adventure experiences thus far have included winter camping, frozen waterfalls, and skiing on Tuesday. There's nothing about these experiences that requires a family gap year. Number four, ordinary places like laundromats can tell you a lot about a location's soul. Changes in space and observing what is unique continues to be part of the adventure. Number five, the things my kids remember have little to do with where we are or what we are doing. They remember the random things they usually can't do, like slide down the ice-covered stairs at Gooseberry Falls. And number six, proximity to each other has been a good thing with spontaneous reading time, games, or just seeing how each person processes information. If you enjoyed hearing this, or in most cases, reading this, or would like to know what else is happening and where we'll go next on this gap year adventure, feel free to jump over to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash subscribe. There's a number of different topics you can subscribe to in the email list if you choose. But if you choose the gap year adventure topic, you will get weekly updates on our progress, trials, tribulations, and the real life story behind the Dusik family adventure. Until next week, be brave and keep going. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us. Subscribe to Ordinary Sherpa Podcast on the platform you're listening to. It lets the providers know that you're getting value from the show and want to be around when we release additional content. If you feel compelled, leave us a review. Two, find your friends, family, and others you think would enjoy this show and share this episode. Three, and most importantly, join the community of families interested in creating authentic experiences through simple adventures by going to OrdinarySherpa.com backslash community. We want to hear from you and create content that would benefit your family. Thanks for joining us on this journey as we help families connect through adventure.